0: Hey there, welcome back to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. My name is Jen, and today we're going to talk about your thoughts. Who do you think you are? So let's get to it. Hey there, welcome to the Living Joyful and Well podcast. My name is Jen Moss, and I believe as moms that we can do more than just survive motherhood. We can thrive and enjoy the day. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and inspiration to help bring more positivity, optimism, well-being, and of course, a whole lot of joy into your life. Are you ready to up-level your thoughts and be who you want to be? Let's dive in. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the podcast. What is happening, mama? Mama? I hope you're having a fantastic day and you've had a wonderful week. So today in this episode of what the heck is happening in the world today, <laughs> I want to talk about our thoughts and your thoughts. Who do you think you are? Seriously, who do you think you are? It sounds insane to say that, doesn't it? If, and if taken the wrong way, it, really kind of sounds sort of mean, doesn't it? But that's not my intention. My intention is for you to really think about what you think about. Huh? (laughs) Like I ask this because your thoughts create your reality, what you think you become. And I know I've talked about this in prior episodes, but I really feel like it's that important that we need to talk about it and revisit it again. So who do you think you are? Do you think you're amazing? Do you think you suck? Do you think you're a great mom? Do you think you're a terrible mom? Do you constantly think about things that may or may not happen or that scare you or things that are going to happen in the future or you think are going to happen in the future? Do you, Or you know, do you think happy, vibrant, exciting, optimistic thoughts? Because every single thought that you have, whether it comes out of your mouth or not, whether it just stays in your head and you're just thinking about it, it becomes your reality. I know that's weird, right? Um, But it's been studied and it's been found that your brain and your body and your mind has no idea what actually happens in real life or what is just happening in your head. Mind-blowing, right? (laughs) And with regards to what's been going on in the world lately, what have been your thoughts? Like, what are you thinking about? Are you living in fear? Are you worried about what may or may not happen? Are you consumed with watching TV or listening to the news or seeking out stuff on social media just to confirm your bias one way or the other? Like, where is your mind? Um, did you know that? you know, I should say, what the two biggest risk factors for death from dying of COVID-19 are. Well, the CDC has done a study, take it or leave it. People, you know, like the CDC, don't like the CDC, whatever. But most people are getting their info from published studies or information that comes from the CDC. So with that said, they put out a study about what the two biggest risk factors for death from COVID-19 are. And the first one is pretty obvious as it's been talked about mildly in the news. It's been talked about very heavily and abundantly in the natural or holistic or take care of yourself, personal responsibility crowd. But the first one is obesity. So we all know that if you are obese or overweight, whatever, you're going to have a much tougher time with COVID-19. And that has just been proven. It's out there. It's been proven. But the second one hasn't really been talked about at all, probably because it would kill the, na- the mainstream narrative where they are constantly creating and propagating fear. So the second biggest risk factor is fear and anxiety and fear-related disorders, Boom. That's so sad. What happens if you're scared to death of this virus? What happens if you get it? If you think you're going to die, if you get it, what happens to your body and to your mind? If that's what you're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die of this thing. It's going to kill me if I get it. I can't get it. I don't know what to do. I can't get it. I can't get it. I'm petrified. I'm fearful of it. I bet most people that have those thoughts are thinking, holy shit, this is the end. This is the big one. I'm going down. If I ever get this, I am gonna die. And I get that because in the beginning we were all scared as of it because there was very little data or information on anything. But now we are over a year and a half later and we know a lot more, and we know who, what population of the of the country, of the world is the biggest risk and why, and who is much less, has much less of a chance of having any issue, like a 99 plus percent chance of survival and not having problems in certain age groups and health categories. So the point is, if we are consumed with fear and anxiety, we're in trouble in more ways than one. And, you know, we always, I talk a lot about making sure that we have positive optimistic thoughts. But most people are so ridden riddled in fear because of what they see. If you're watching TV, if you're listening to the news, if you're listening to your favorite celebrities, social media, whatever, and hanging on every single word that comes out of these talking heads' mouths, you are going to experience anxiety. They're propagating the fear and the anxiety happening happening all over the world. <laughs> and you know, for unfortunately or fortunately, however you choose to look at it, we have 24/7 news and information flying in our faces, and do you know what sells? Scary, intense, fear-based information that keeps you coming back for more and more and more. That's what sells, and they know this. The media knows this, the celebrities know this. <clears throat> The paid talking heads, the pharmaceutical industry, whatever, all of them know this. They know that we will keep coming back because we are afraid. We have got to get control of ourselves. <laughs> we have to take responsibility for ourselves and our thoughts. Our thoughts, what we think, matters. What we think, what we say to ourselves, what we say out loud to others, to ourselves, it matters. Our thoughts are so dang important. (laughs) You know, what are you, you got to think about what are you anticipating? What are you thinking is going to happen? What are you thinking that is going to happen in the world or anticipating the world to be in the future? Is it going to be a great place to live or is it going to be a terrible place to live? Are you worried about everything that's going on or are you able to just kind of go, holy moly, that is insane and just somehow roll with it? Are you anticipating your kids having to suffer in the future? Are you worried that you won't be able to find toilet paper or water? I mean, that's coming at us again, I feel like. What is happening? (laughs) What is going on inside your head? We have to take note of what is happening inside of our heads. What we're thinking and what our thoughts are allowing our outward expression to be. Um, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately and I've been going on a walk every morning and I listened to this certain podcast three times this week, three times I walked five plus times this week. And three of the times that I was out there, I listened to the same podcast. It's a podcast of the model health show with Sean Stevenson. And it just hit home for me, everything that was said during the interview and They talked about this study and they talked about anxiety. And one thing that the person being interviewed said was anxiety is anticipation of future pain, of future pain, problems, suffering, whatever. If you're constantly thinking about a horrible future or the pain of loss that is or is not coming or whatever, you're going to suffer from anxiety. I've said it many times before, but I've always been a person who... I can't stand confrontation. <laughs> and I avoid it at all costs. But life puts us in positions all the time where you have to deal with confrontations or uncomfortable situations or whatever. And whether you're, you're a child or an adult or whatever, it just happens. And I tend to avoid them or ignore them as much as possible. Classic signs of anticipating future pain, right? <laughs> bah! And it never really occurred to me, but that is what We tend to do when we don't want to deal with something, right? We avoid it until it becomes unavoidable, stressing ourselves out in the interim. And you know what's really funny is most times it doesn't turn out anything like we had anticipated, right? Oh, we wasted all that time and all that thoughts and all those emotions and everything. And for nothing, I used to hate calling to order something like pizza or whatever. So my mom, when I was a kid, when I was younger and living at home, would make me do it. She would literally put me on the phone to call for pizza because I hated it. I don't know what my issue was, but for some reason I had this fear, thought, whatever, about calling somebody on the phone and having to order something or do something that, what if I got asked a question that I didn't know? What if this, What if whatever. I just didn't like it. It wasn't my thing to do. And then when I was an adult, I had one of my jobs was cold calling people Talk about the worst job for someone like me, (laughs) sitting in a cubicle, having to call random people. I would stress myself out until I just had to make the calls because it was my job. And more likely than not, it was no big deal. It was nothing like I anticipated. Often I would get a a voicemail or whatever, but I didn't die ordering pizza and I didn't die cold calling potential clients for a job. (laughs) I did leave that job because it just totally was not my thing. But, <laughs> anyways, I'm so much better at all of this now. But it just kind of goes to show that how, the progressions of what you go through in life. Um, but I still have to when I know or I'm anticipating something. <clears throat> is going to be controversial, or I think it's going to be controversial, I have to write it down. I'm just a person that writes things down, gets it out of my head, because that's just how my brain works. Or I try to have a talk with somebody or whatever beforehand. But normally, I have to write it all out. It's crazy, but and that's just ingrained in my brain, I guess. But um, you know what just hit me? (laughs) This is kind of interesting. But I think I may know where my adult anxiety of tough conversations comes from. Because when I was married for the first time, um, in my previous marriage, things were not going so well. And we avoided most of our tough conversations, most any conversations really until one night we finally sat down and we talked and that was the end. That was the conversation that ended our marriage. And I couldn't believe it. It ended and I was devastated. And I, thinking about this as I'm talking about what I'm talking about I'm wondering now if that was the situation deep down inside that's where my anxiety comes from in having difficult conversations because if I have them the outcome might be the same I might be left again I might lose what we had in whatever situation is at hand and in reality, if that situation had never happened, if I flip it, if that situation had never happened, if that conversation had never happened, I wouldn't have the family that I have now. I wouldn't have the life that I have now. And so anticipating that any conversation would be bad, like that conversation is kind of pointless, right? It's, it's sad because if I hadn't had that conversation, hadn't had that situation, I wouldn't be where I am now with the kids that I have, the husband that I have. So mind blowing. (laughs) Look what just happened to me just by talking about something. Sometimes you just have this revelation, right? So (laughs) yay me. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) I don't know. I guess the lesson is that any situation that comes up may or may not end well. We don't know but it may be something better on the other side, right? We got to flip it. We have to flip it. Action alleviates anxiety, right? You got to do something. You got to take an action and that more than likely, if not always, will alleviate that anxiety and the fear because you're doing something about it instead of sitting there stewing like, oh my gosh, this is going to be terrible and it's not going to work and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm afraid of this and I'm thinking of this and this is going to happen and whatever and I don't know, you know, dang. <laughs> do something. We have to stop also in that doing of something. We have to stop distracting ourselves too, numbing ourselves or just blatantly ignoring stuff like I tend to do. <laughs> um you know, we have to make a change in our thoughts and then make a change in our actions as well because That's what's going to alleviate that anxiety is changing our thoughts and our actions. So when you are feeling like anxiety or stress or something about you're thinking something's going to happen in the future, take note of what you think about first, and then take notice of what you're doing day in and day out to distract yourself from that feeling. Are you drinking? Are you drinking alcohol, whatever? Are you eating crappy food? Are you binge eating? Are you watching crappy TV or watching the news or scrolling social media or whatever, you know, do you think that these things are reducing your anxiety or temporarily distracting you from it or even making it worse, adding to it? And you're just going to have to deal with even more in the future because our thoughts, again, make a difference. And what we act on in those thoughts makes a difference. So what if we flipped it? And instead of avoiding or distracting or stressing ourselves out by doing something that we know is not good for us, what if we caught ourselves and thought, what would be a better thing that I could do? What could I do instead that would be healthier, that would be more proactive, whatever? How about going for a walk or maybe deep breathing or just sitting down and taking a deep breath or just breathing? Sometimes I think we kind of forget about our breath um, or maybe even like smelling some wonderful scent that you like to smell. Like if juice, do you do, does a certain smell bring you back to a really good time or like lavender, the smell of lavender or the smell of geranium or whatever. I don't know. You know, are there certain smells that you could seek out that might bring you back to a happier time or a better thing or whatever? Um, I don't know, something Meditating, reading a good book, hugging another human being, or even just hugging your pillow or hugging your cat or your dog, or I don't know, just something that will provide joy and alleviate that stress or that anxiety or that fear or that anticipation of something being bad. A quote, I think it's by Wayne Dyer that I really like is, change your thoughts, change your life. Um, you know, how about it? We can catch, we can cancel, and we can correct those crappy thoughts. So when an icky thought comes up or something that is, you know, you're anticipating is going to be bad, take notice of it, catch it, say, no, thanks. You can even say it out loud. It might make you feel better to be like, um, no thanks, bad thought or whatever. So you cancel it and then you change it or you correct it. You do something that cancels that out and correct it to a, a better Outcome, a better behavior, whatever. Just like I was saying with my situation with my first husband. If we had never had that conversation, I wouldn't have the people that I have in my life now. I wouldn't have my family and I wouldn't have my friends because I was living in a totally different area. So I know we can do this, you know, and it was kind of unconscious that I just went through that whole thing and it just kind of happened. But we have to do this for ourselves and we have to do this for our kiddos and for their future because. We have to be the model for them and be able to alleviate what's happening with us so that they see how that we handle it and they don't decide to numb or distract or avoid things in the future. And because that's only going to produce a worse outcome, right? So now, who do you think you are? I think you're a powerful, beautiful, energetic, thoughtful mama. I think you are made for this job of motherhood. I think all of us are made for this job of motherhood or we wouldn't have the little people that we have. And I think that we are made for big things and bright futures. And I think that worrying about what may or may not happen is a waste of what precious time we have here on this amazing ball in the sky we call Earth. (laughs) Not in the sky, ball in the universe we call earth, whatever. And I really believe that we can flip the narrative. So instead of the, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? List that's going on in our heads. How about if we make it a to-do list in our head and not a crummy to-do list of I have to do laundry, blah, 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 or a to-do list of the greatness that we can be and the greatest things that we can do for ourselves and for our kiddos because our minds are so powerful <clears throat> and i don't think we should pass our power onto someone else i think we need to stay in our own power we are moms we are humans we are human beings and we need to stay in control of our own minds we cannot give the power away to someone else whether it's the tv or the bad man on the TV or a politician or a doctor or a friend or whatever it is, we can't give our power away to other people. We have to stay in control of our own power and our own minds. We have the power, moms. We can do this. And I know I say this in most, if not all of our episodes, but we got this. We are together as moms. We, together we mom, Together, we mom. I just, I have to end that. Together, we mom. So let's get in control of our minds. Let's get in control of what we're thinking. Catch those crappy thoughts, cancel them, and correct them. We can do this. Moms, every mom out there who's listening to this, no, stay in your power. Your mind is powerful. Don't pass that power on to someone else. Be resilient, be strong. You can do this together we mom. That's it. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. And I just, I appreciate you being here and I appreciate every week that we have on this planet. And I'm so grateful that you're here and I wish you the greatest comfort, amazing health, take care of your health, take care of your hearts, take care of your minds And as my mantra always states, get out there and enjoy the day. Thank you so very much, friend. I'll see you again real soon. Take care. Bye-bye.